Welcome to the Steelers Edge online training program featuring Mark Ludwig with a workshop on how to prepare a dealership forecast and budget for a potential downturn. Mark Ludwig is a co-founder of the ACAR Report, a service that helps retail car dealers simplify their information management processes. I'm Mike Bowers with Dealers Edge. Planning and budgeting for the future is an essential responsibility of dealership managers. Whether you expect business next year to remain strong, soften to so-so, or to get downright weak, it's very important to have a business and financial plan to guide managers toward their goals. Now, forecasting in a rising market has always been a bit easier. But are we due now for a reversal? Should that be part of your planning process? If you've been in the car business for any length of time, and let's say more than six years, you know that what goes up eventually comes back down. More and more senior dealership managers are becoming concerned that may, may not be prepared for a shrinking new car market. So today we're joined by Mark Ludwig of ACAR as he discusses a simplified approach to forecasting and budgeting and how you can have more confidence in your performance in the coming year. Today, Mark will explore some ways to coach your team in a challenging forecasting and budgeting process. We'll learn how to set the par intelligently and reasonably to encourage your team to reach their goals. We'll learn how to create an inventory of your assets and make sure that you have what you need to succeed. We'll look at ways to engineer a challenging and successful forecast and budget. And we'll consider other ways to maintain your team's focus on the goals throughout the year. So now let's welcome Mark Ludwig to his first appearance on Dealer's Edge. Let's get in a good place. So if it does crash, have our inventory in the right place, we're not going to get hurt. We're still going to make money. We're still going to work through it. And then a year or two from there, we're going to be back out of it. But we want to be making money when we go through the downturn. If we're losing money, it makes us make decisions that aren't very smart. Hey, Mark. Yeah. No, it's Mike here. Uh, do you have time to take a couple questions at this point? Uh, sure. Before we get to, okay. Uh, okay, first question, uh, we would like to involve our department managers more in uh, forecasting and budgeting, but most of them are not, uh, say, financially literate. Uh, they're not accounting literate. Uh, what can we do to get them up to speed, and are there uh, some figures, some numbers that are more important than others? Well, as your department managers, and we're going to go through a little bit of that as we flow through more into the numbers, because right now we're kind of talking about what we need to approach them with. But we really need to, as far as number-wise, department managers, number one, how are we going to get gross up? You know, how are you going to get that total gross dollar up? Sometimes it's percentage-wise. You know, if we're in service, we want to look at each of those categories. What are you getting on customer pay? What's your effective labor rate? What's your internal percentage return? And we want to look at those components, but we can look at some expenses. We look at them as kind of selling expenses. Um, and a lot of times, like in parts and service, we'll look at compensation and stuff as a percentage of gross. We have, you know, if you have this much gross, you can spend this much. Um, and kind of what we're going to be talking about is we want to go and empower them and give them a couple things to look at and what to generate there. A lot of people pay managers on bottom line. I'm more on gross or gross less selling expense 
because the biggest impact they have is generating gross and sales. And just kind of breaking down what those things are if you're in new and used, you know, per retail units, how your units are growing up. Um, we do like to look at new and used separate from F&I. And a lot of our expenses, we look at a lot more per retail unit wise than we used to. Like compensation, you know, we look at, oh, we want it to be at 40% of gross. Well, now our gross is at $300 a unit. 40% doesn't make sense because we're paying out 220%. So now we need to look at per unit and talk to our managers about that. We, um, we build new and used to kind of a per retail unit and see where that's coming from. And we found that that works great getting managers to understand because a lot of managers don't understand that it costs maybe $850 to sell a unit in compensation. And that doesn't include your payroll taxes or your employee benefits. And, you know, look at how much in advertising, you know, you may be spending 400 after your credits and what your floor plan interest is, but you can break that on per retail unit and that's easy to get into your manager's hands. You know, with the ACAR report, we go ahead and break all the departments down. We put the manager's names on top of the reports so they can focus on that. So hopefully that answered your question. Okay. Uh, next question. Uh, you indicated that, uh, that, uh, you're seeing gross profits are declining, but uh, sales compensation is going up. Uh, how, how does that happen if you have uh, if the commission rates haven't changed? Well, what we're finding is commission rates have changed. Uh, you know, we're paying everybody more um, because it just you know for years and years we were a comp of six hundred dollars per unit or 700 per unit. And for us to retain those salespeople and those managers, and the market's gone up, so we have to pay people more. And when I look at this, it's kind of crazy because if we look at used car grosses, they're lower than they were 20 years ago. And we're still trying to pay salespeople and they sell the same number of cars. So luckily, you know, floor plan is way down and we've found other ways to pay our employees. But right now, People are letting gross go out the door. You know, what they're finding to pay those employees is F&I income because that's what they're able to generate is the F&I income. So hopefully that answered that. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. You've already hit a couple of these questions. Uh, uh, there is there is a budget process, and it should include a budgeting template, uh, and we've talked about that. There, uh, you're, you're offering one. Uh, that you use, uh, and there are others, you know, uh, find one that you like that works for you. Uh, there should be a planning meeting, and you recommend an off-site meeting. Who should be included in that meeting? Which, uh, which people from the, the business should, should be taken? Uh, usually in that off-site meeting, we'll include your general manager and your department managers, and make sure controllers there. Um, Really make sure you're including your controller in everything. We say one of the most important things is to have a GM and controller should meet every day, you know, over coffee or just something because then the GM knows what's going on in the department. And once we come with this planning, then you go back and you can discuss, you know, we even say do ideas sessions in your department because those guys are the experts. You know, hey, how can we make more money? You know, in services, you know, we got a shop supply charge. Is it high enough? Are we wasting shop supplies in new and used? You know, does it, why are we selling cars through this wholesaler when we could sell them directly? You know, some of your salespeople may come up with that idea. 
but talk to them all. You know, even your lot porters have ideas on how to make the store more money. But at the offsite meeting, GM, owner, controller, department managers, and then they can roll it out at the store level, and then you'll bring it all back for that presentation during the offsite meeting. Um, you you like? Uh, could you explain again why net per retail unit uh, is a better key performance indicator than some of the more traditional methods? Well, they kind of end up at the same place, but net per retail, like net to gross, I'm always a big believer in net to gross because in any of these numbers, net to sales, net to gross, or net per retail. The only way to get them better is to make more money. But net per retail, it doesn't matter where the doc fees recorded because it's gonna show up in the same place. If you record your $500 a car doc fee in gross instead of other income, your net to gross is gonna drop. And in California, you're limited to like $100 in doc fees. In Texas, you're really low on doc fees. So your net to gross is typically going to be lower than if you go and compare to somebody in Florida that puts $700 or $800 in other income. And then they can have a lower front end gross, which is going to push up that net to gross. When you're looking at your store because you're doing things consistently, any of those three numbers works for you. But the net per retail, and the other thing is like with Audi stores, um, we have Audi stores go into negative front-end gross of you know $1,500, and then net to gross doesn't make any sense anymore. So that's why the net per retail, because again, it's taking that total net. It doesn't matter where that other number goes. And that's why we like it. Um, they kind of all work together. If you focus on any of those three, you're going to get there. But the net per retail, and it makes it easy to talk about. Everybody in this meeting knows what you're on pace to sell for the month of October. If your net per retail is usually ending up at $800, multiply it by what you're on pace for, and that's what you're going to make. And it also makes it easy to document when we went back to that 38000 and you wanted to say, hey, guys, who can participate in getting to this 38000 So hopefully that answered that, Mike. Okay. All right. Uh, how do you use uh, external forces, external factors like uh, interest rates, uh, the unemployment rate, uh, sort of those uh, uh, those those things that the, the dealership managers have no control over? How do you use those as part of the forecast? Well, as we look at interest rates. You know, there's been some talk that in December it might go up a little bit. Most people are not expecting much of an increase in interest rates. But if it does, so in the forecast process, I'm not really expecting that to change. But what I am expecting is we need to push harder so we're making as much money before these external forecasts come on. Because if interest rates go up, our new and used volume is going to go down. So that's why we're talking about, hey, in this forecast, we need to get gross up because we need to be the most optimal store. And then if these external forecasts hit us, we've made that money or we have a structure in place where we're still going to make money after that. But if we are not being the best run store now and those external forces hurt hit, we're going to lose money or we could go out of business. So we need to optimize just everything at this point. How do you make the best run department? So when those external forces hit, how are we going to react? 
because right now, if we're looking forward, you know, next year, most of the data says we're expecting to be kind of the same as last year. So, you know, let's plan on making a lot more money than last year. So we'll be in that place. Okay. Um, so, I don't think we talked about the fixed assets. Uh, how, how do you plan for that? How does a manager or dealership plan if they, if they in order to meet the forecast, uh, we need uh, we need to add five lifts in the service department uh, or a new paint booth in the body shop or something like that. Where does where does that discussion take place? Well, so if we're going to add lifts, that means we're adding lifts, so we're going to get additional sales. Mm -hmm. So now we should be expecting that there's more sales out there for us to get and that we can pay for them. I am, when I, when we design our regular forecasts, we look at gross less selling expenses. We don't usually hold the department managers responsible for the big expenses. We say, you know, GM owner, you're responsible for that and taking on those risks. Because sometimes when you add a big overhead, you know, now you're not going to make as much money. Um, and it's interesting when we look at fixed expenses, when I build my table on profitability, I always put overhead expense, like when I'm looking at new and used, I look at it as a per retail unit basis. And on a per retail unit basis, usually it's between $800 and $1,100 per new and used retail. And that's what my F&I usually pays for. F&I gross usually goes directly to cover overhead expense. Now, if you're gonna have to make a big purchase, you know, we need to put that in the budget but then we need to find a way to pay for it. And that's how we would look at it. In the new in service and parts and new and used, we don't usually look at, hey, we're adding this building. How's that gonna affect everybody's pay plan? Because that's more of the general manager, owner, and controller affected areas. So, but we want it in the forecast because we have to have our total expenses. But again, if we have an expense, we need to find a way to pay for it. So that's kind of how I look at overhead. Okay, all right. Uh, John, do you have any questions? No, I'm clear here. All right. Uh, well, that brings us to the end of our questions and therefore the end of today's workshop. Uh, I'd like to remind everybody that uh, Mark has offered a, uh, a free copy of his profit planner. Uh, you have his email address and phone number there in front of you on the screen. So uh, if you're interested in seeing what that looks like and how it works, uh, send an email uh, to that email address, and they will send back a, uh, a copy of the template to you. Uh, we also recorded today's workshop. Uh, a lot of good information covered today uh, in some detail, and you may want to go back over that, review certain aspects, and share that uh, with other people in the dealership. That recording will be in your Dealer's Edge online library uh, either late today or early tomorrow morning. I'd like to thank all of you for attending today's workshop. Uh, again, as always, we know it's not easy to take an hour and a half out of your dealership day, and we appreciate you spending that with Dealer's Edge. And I'd like to offer special thanks to Mark Ludwig of the ACAR Report uh, for taking the time to put today's workshop together uh, and for sharing his expertise and experience with us. Uh, as you heard, he's been doing this now for uh, close to 25 years, uh, works with a, a good number of dealerships around the country and has a, has a pretty good uh, insight into what's going on and what works and what doesn't. Uh, so if you'd like to talk more to him with him about that, uh, give him a phone call. Uh, I'm sure he'll be happy to answer, answer any other questions that you have. 
Uh, with that, uh, we're going to sign off for today. Uh, this is Mike Bowers with Dealer's Edge uh, saying goodbye and hope you can join us again next time.